My, 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 it's so good to be in God's house. Hey, man, we drove all the way from Inman, South Carolina, about an hour and 30, 40 minutes to get here, but it was worth the drive, amen. So good to be here today with this great church. I've been here many, many times over the years. I was here when I was young and had lots of hair. <laughs> I'm here now that I'm bald and uh, uh, old and much older than I was back in those days, amen. But it is so good to be with you. Uh, the oldest church in South Carolina, amen, amen. I, I am so pleased to see a good crowd like this, knowing that you're in the transition now between pastors, and uh, uh, a good crowd and good worship, and I can just feel uh, the confidence and the faith that you have. And that's what I'm going to preach on this morning. So before you sit down, turn to the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, if you have your Bibles. Amen. Amen. The book of Hebrews. Praise God. The 11th chapter. <clears throat> Nothing that you've probably not heard before many times. But I, I just, uh, you know, when I was praying, Brother Scott called me, Scotty called me the uh, Yesterday, I guess it was yesterday or the day before. I can't remember what it was now. I forget when I go to the kitchen what I'm supposed to get out of the refrigerator. So he called me and when he called me, I began to think about and pray about what to give you today. I want to give you a word from God and what God would have you to have. So I want to talk a little bit about faith and confidence in God. Amen. In the book of uh, Hebrews, the 11th chapter, the verse, first verses 1 through 6. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. By faith Abel, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained a witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had the testimony that he pleased God. Say pleased God. For without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. Heavenly Father, I ask for your anointing, your power, and your presence upon me, O God. Take this feeble old man and use him for your glory today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Shake hands with somebody and say, you look better today than you did last week. Amen. I remember reading a story here a while back about a couple of uh, older folk that were having problems with their memory, and they went to the doctor to see if they could do anything about it. And so uh, the doctor checked them all out and said, well, the only thing that's wrong is that you're just getting old and you can't remember things. He said, my suggestion is that you write things down so that you won't forget them. So they went home that night and 
And uh, they were watching television and uh, the, the husband got up and he began to walk towards the, the kitchen and the wife said, what you going to do? He said, I'm going to go get something to eat. She said, I want you to go get me a, uh, I want you to get me a dish of ice cream. Would you get me a dish of ice cream? He said, okay. He walks a little bit further. He said, aren't you going to write it down? He said, I know you want a dish of ice cream. And he walks a few more steps and she says, uh, Oh, uh, put some uh, hot fudge on it. And, and uh, he, he said, okay. So he walks a few more uh, feet. And uh, uh, she said, aren't you going to write that down? He said, no, you want ice cream with some fudge on it. I said, okay. So he walks a few more feet. And he, she says, wait a minute. Put some whipped cream on top of that as well. And she, he, he says, okay, you want, you want a dish of ice cream with some fudge and whipped cream on top of it. And he walks a few more feet and he, he said, aren't you going to write that down? He said, no, no. He goes a little bit further. He says, oh, yeah, put a cherry on top of that. So he said, OK, so you want to he, he, he walks a little bit further. He says, aren't you going to write that down? He said, she said, uh, no. He said, I, you want a dish of ice cream with fudge on it, with whipped cream and a cherry on top. I can remember. This. So he goes in the kitchen. He's puttering around. And, and about 10 minutes later, he. He comes out and he has a dish of eggs and grits and uh, uh, he hands them to her. She said she looks at him. She looks at that and she said, well, you forgot the bacon. <laughs> so we have a tendency when we get older to forget. We got a two story house where I live. I'll run up the stairs of that two story house and then I'll forget what I was supposed to get up there and then come back down and remember as soon as I get to the foot of the stairs. Amen. But isn't God good that we can get up and breathe again? Amen. Every morning. In the book of Hebrews, we read, we call it the, the, the hall of faith, if you want to play, uh, put it that way. It's a wonderful chapter. In fact, it was so wonderful in my younger days, I memorized the entire chapter so that it could be in, in me, you, you know. As I began to think about this, the entire Bible, is no, there's no clearer uh, thinking about faith than in Hebrews the 11th chapter, the hall of fame of faith, as they say. Here we read a long list of Old Testament heroes, most of them introduced by the phrase, by faith, for instance, by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Uh, through faith, we understand. By faith, Abel offered unto God. By faith, Enoch was translated. By faith, Noah being warned. By faith, Abraham when called out to go into a place. Uh, by faith, he obeyed. By faith, he sojourned in the land of the promise. Uh, through faith, uh, also Sarah herself received strength, received seed, and conceived seed. By faith, Abraham, was when he was tried. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. By faith, Jacob, when he was old, blessed both sons of Joseph. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months. By faith, Moses, when he came to years, refused to be the, call, the son of, uh, of Pharaoh's daughter. And by faith, he forsook Egypt. And on and on, we can go all through that chapter. By faith, by faith, by faith. But when we read Hebrews, the 11th chapter, we read in the sixth verse, the sum total of what we need to have as Christians today. For without faith it is impossible to please God. 
We need faith. No matter how religious you may be, if you do not have faith, you cannot please God. This may come to a surprise to those of us that have trusted in our religiosity and our, uh, our uh, uh, ways of doing things uh, uh, to get to heaven, but we have to have faith. God looks on the heart, and the one thing he wants to find in his children is faith. You, are, you can be baptized, go to church, give money, attend Sunday school, read your Bible, Fast three or four times a week, sing in the choir. But if you do not have faith, you cannot please God. Amen. Genuine faith that comes from the heart matters more to him than anything else. Everything is by faith. Faith is never, is never meant to be a one-time experience. We talk about accepting Christ and receiving Christ, trusting Christ, and giving our hearts uh, to Christ. We challenge people to respond in faith to the gospel invitation. While we are saved by faith, we must not forget that we have to live by faith. Someone say amen. Some, uh, the same faith that saved us is the faith that carries us from day to day. Amen. <clears throat> the Bible says the just shall live by faith. And we are told that the gospels reveals righteousness is by faith from first to last, Revelation 1 and 17. We are saved by faith. We are kept by faith. We walk by faith. We endure by faith. We rejoice by faith. We say, serve by faith. We love by faith. We sacrifice by faith. We worship by faith. We pray by faith. We obey by faith. We get married by faith. We have children by faith. The question before us in this sermon is both simple and profound. What is faith and how does it work? The crucial topic because I think we often don't appreciate how precious and how, how, how precarious a life of faith can be. The writers of the Old Testament and the New Testament understood that because everything they did was by faith. He, he doesn't even have time when he mentions all those characters, uh, Moses and, and, and Jericho and Rahab and Joseph and Isaac and Abraham and Noah and Enoch and so on. He doesn't have time to mention all the individual exploits of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Japheth and David and Samuel and of the prophets. They are all other heroes of faith and they're summarized like this. Who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions and quenched the fury of flames and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned into strength, who became powerful in battle and routed the uh, uh, foreign enemies and women received their dead raised to life again. What a wonderful list. What a wonderful list that we can all think of the great biblical heroes who did these things. But that's only part of the story. If you read 35, verse 35b through 38, records trials of faith. Listen to this. Others, say others, were tortured and refused to be released so they might gain a better resurrection. 
Some faced jeers and flogging, and still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. Uh, they were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskin and goatskins and destitute and persecuted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in the deserts and the mountains and in the caves and the holes of the earth. Who are these faith walkers? There's no names listed. All they say is others. Others. Say others. They are others who live by faith. These men and women endured such torment. They lived by faith through those days. They had faith just like Noah, Abraham, Moses, and Joshua. Their faith was not weaker. If anything, their faith was stronger because it enabled them to endure incredible turmoils and incredible suffering. They're not lesser saints because their names are not written down. They're not lesser saints because they found no miracle at the time. If anything, they are greater saints because they were faithful even when things didn't work out the way they wanted them to. Amen. Faith is often moving against the tides. These others moved against the tide. You know what blesses my heart? When I read a scripture like this, my name is not written in the Bible. In fact, my name is not even a biblical name. Vernon is not a biblical name. Uh, but what blesses me, I don't have to have my name written in the hall of fame. I'm one of the others. I am one that has endured. I am one that has went through trials and I am one that has went through problems. God doesn't need everyone to be an Abraham or an Isaac or a Jacob or a Moses or a Noah or any of, of those others that are named there. God just needs someone that says, I believe God in the darkest of times and I believe God in the lightest of times. I believe God when I'm on the mountaintop and I believe God when I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I believe God when I am sick and I can't raise my head off of the pillow. And I believe God when I can run a 4K. Hallelujah. I believe God when I have money in my pocket. And I believe God when I don't have a dime to my name. I believe God when my roof is leaking. And I believe God when it's not leaking. I believe God when everything's going my way. And I believe God when it seems like everything is going the other way. Someone shout glory. Hallelujah. Faith often moves against the tide. Verse 39 gives us a summary statement of the whole list. These all, these were all commended for their faith. And we stand back and study this list. Three factors emerge. First, through these individuals are widely separate, though they're widely separated by time and by, by uh, years and years and years, by individual achievements, but they are joined with one common factor. What they did, they did it all by faith. Just like Moses walked across the Red Sea on dry ground. When they were desolate and when they were out of everything, they still did it by faith. And this is why they won God's approval. There isn't much that joins Abraham and Rahab except 
at a crucial moment in life, they each acted by faith. Amen. God saw their faith and rewarded it. Secondly, living by faith often meant moving against prevailing tides of public opinion. Noah built an ark. Abraham left home going nowhere. He didn't know where he was going to go. Looking for a city. Amen. Moses, a rich man, son of a Pharaoh's daughter, adopted son of a Pharaoh's daughter, forsook it all. Someone say amen. Joshua marched around the walls of Jericho seven days. And on the seventh day, seven times. My God, you can't bring down a wall by marching around it. My God, some people in this world don't believe in those stories. Amen. Oh, and you go on and on. The same principle holds true today. If you decide to live by faith, you will definitely stand out from the crowd and you, will make, you may face opposition and ridicule. Thirdly, Hebrews 11 demonstrates that a life by faith is not a rarity. It easy, it's easy to look at Enoch and Noah and Joseph and Moses and David and say, I could never do that. Down deep in our hearts, we believe uh, that lie, that a life of faith is restricted to a few special people. We think that they could, we could never qualify to have our names added to Hebrews 11. But that's the very reason this chapter is in the Bible, so that we would know that these are ordinary men and women who did extraordinary things simply because they had faith in God. They are made of the same stuff that we are made of. The life of faith is within and reaches to every believer. If we desire it, we can live that way as well. Someone shout glory. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11.1 1 offers a concise definition of what faith is. Bear with me a minute. I'll get you out in time for lunch. Now faith is being sure of what you, we hope for and certain of what we do not see, one writer says. King James, of course, says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The word substance is a, an unusual word that refers to the essential nature of things. It is sometimes used of the foundation of a house. Outside of the New Testament, we used it as a title deed for a piece of property. Then faith is the title deed to things in the future, things hoped for, things promised by the Lord. Amen. It is a confident assurance that we have hope that someday it will come to pass. The word evidence refers to a legal proof in a courtroom. Faith is proof to the soul that enables us to see things we cannot see with the naked eye. Faith always deals with things hoped for. If you all promise, if you all stand on the promises of God, you have already realized that it will come true. If you've reached a state of spiritual perfection, maybe you don't need that hope. If all your prayers have been answered, maybe you don't need to hope. If all your loved ones have been saved and are serving the Lord, maybe you don't need that hope. If there's no lack anything in your life, maybe you don't need that hope. 
But I've been preaching the I've been preaching the gospel almost 51 years, and I'm telling you, I still need to hope for a better future and a miracle in my life. Someone say amen. amen. Hallelujah. As long as marriages break up and children are suffering, as long as killings continue, as long as there's hatred and violence and prejudice, all manner of evil in the world, we need faith because the things hoped for have not yet come to pass. Amen. Amen. My, I believe God, don't you? What then is faith? Think of it in three words. Believe, see, do. Faith believes what others do not believe. Faith sees what others do not see. Faith does what others do not do. Faith, true faith is never passive. True faith moves us to act. Faith moves us to do. Faith moves us to try. Faith moves us to build. Faith moves us to attempt, to, to expand, to say no to sin and yes to righteousness, to speak out, to move forward, to dare, to dream and beyond, to dream beyond our means, to walk around the Jericho again and again and again and the walls aren't even cracking, but we keep on walking and we keep on believing and we keep on having faith. Someone say Amen. Faith, it's simply stated, is an outrageous trust in God. Amen. I don't know if I've told this story here before. Can I get down here? Is that all right? I used to run down the stairs and I walked down them. I'm the youngest son of a family of five. I, have a, I had a twin sister who's passed away. She had the Down syndrome. She passed away about five years ago. And uh, I had an older brother and older sister, uh, two older sisters. My brother was uh, 18 years older than me, and my, my older sister was 21 years older than me, and then another sister was 14 years older than me. My oldest brother and older sister never served the Lord. Uh, well, they did when they were younger. You know, we raised them the best way we can. And uh, my older brother was the one in the family that was supposed to be the preacher. They didn't ever expect me to be born. In fact, we tried not to be born. We were, Fern and I, thought, they thought we were Siamese twins. You know, uh, we, we, we were, my mother was 20, uh, 36 hours in labor at home. Not, wasn't no, she, they, they did transfer to the hospital. 36 hours in hard labor. Doctor said, well, there's only one way. Either your wife's going to live or the children are going to live. What do you want? And the doctor, my, my dad said, I want my wife, not my kids. So, so uh, we weren't supposed to be here, but God worked a miracle. They pushed, my, they pushed me back or pushed Fern back, my sister, and I was born. And, uh, and then uh, Fern was born a minute later. Amen. But my oldest brother, he was, he's 18 years older than me, and he, he, uh, he tried to serve the Lord, and he had a situation. His, his, his wife had committed adultery on him seven times, and he got hurt real bad. And, he, and, and the church that he went to, it was Assembly of God. They just ostracized him because he got a, a divorce. Back in those days, if you get a divorce, it was like you had a, the red A on your, on your head, you know. But they, they had no mercy on people, regardless of what was going on. And he told me one day, I, I, uh, we, we went up to my aunt's to ha in, in uh, LeClaire, Iowa, to have a funeral for my aunt that had passed away. And, 
And he drove me up there. He wanted me to go with him. Why? I don't know, because we never had anything to do with each other, hardly ever. And uh, he, while we were driving up there, and he got real calm because I, I, I couldn't talk to him about the Lord because he, one time he had made the statement, he said, if you try to preach at me, I'll punch you and break your jaw. <laughs> I mean, he was really... Well, he got real comfortable, and, and uh, I, I began to drive some, you know, for him. He was sitting over there, and we got to talking about the Lord and a little bit. And I said, uh, Bob, can I ask you, why did you backslide? Why did you give up the Lord? And he told me the story about how the church had treated him and kicked, basically kicked him out of the church. And he said, if that's the, what religion is, then to H-E-L-L with it all. I didn't know what to say to him. You know, I didn't know what to say. I just said, well, God's not that way. God still loves you. But my mother, who hadn't passed away, day after day after day, she had fasted and prayed for her. Remember, faith is an outrageous trust in God. I had given up hope that he'd ever be saved. I mean, he'd been married five times. Uh, he, he was an alcoholic, a drunk, a cursor, a swearer. He'd go to work every day. He owned his own business. He'd work every day. And his breakfast was six cans of beer before he'd go. I, I, I just lost. Her. But my mama, she went to the grave believing that God was going to save him. <laughs> Outrageous. I, I used to think, Mama, how can you have such faith that God's going to save such a wicked man as he is? I mean, he, cu he cusses and swears and... and, and you know, I just can't go into the details. But anyway, and I, I, my mama died, and when mama died, I, I drove down to the funeral in Florida, and, and I was sitting on one side of him. My sister was sitting on the other side of him, and he was drunk. He was drunk. And, and, and we had a, three people other than my, my family was there in a funeral home, and they had an Assembly of God preach up there, and he was one of those long-winded, I hope I'm not going to be, i got 14 more minutes. Long, whatever. He preached an hour and a half. My brother's sitting beside me. My one sister's holding him down on that side, and I'm holding him down on this side. He said, I'm going to get up here, and I'm going to punch him in the jaw. I know my mama laying up there, and I know she had, had, she had prayed for him to get saved. She had confidence and faith that one day he was going to get saved. I, I, uh, finally, my, my older sister looked at him and said, if you don't shut up, I'm going to handle you. And she was kind of the boss of the family at that time. But he looked at me. He said, Vern, you get up there. After he gets done, you get up there and say something about mama, and then I won't, I won't punch him out. <laughs> I said, okay, okay. So I got up there, and I said a couple of words, you know, a few words, and and then the, they dismissed, and we were walking by the coffin to see, see Mother for the last time. And, and Bob walked by, by that preacher, and he said, I don't want to punch you out. And he had his fist all like that. I grabbed his fist. You know. That's the kind of man he was. You know, at that moment, I said, well, he ain't never going to get saved. But remember what I said. Faith is an outrageous trust in God that no matter what happens, you just trust that God's going to take care of whatever's going on. I was pastoring in Florence, South Carolina at the time, Palmetto Street Church of God. And, uh, in fact, it was my last church, a church that I retired out of. 
And we had 14 wonderful years there. And I was uh, uh, sitting in my office on a Wednesday night about two hours before the service or three hours before the service was to start because I always got there early to prepare for my sermon that night. And uh, I got a call. It was my nephew, his, one of his sons, and said, uh, Uncle Vern, said, said you, need to, you need to give your brother a call. I said, I hadn't talked to him in years. And he, I said, well, what's going on? And he said, well, he's got cancer. and He's going to have his lung taken out tomorrow in the hospital. So I, I, uh, I hung up. I said, well, give me his number. And he gave me his number. And I, I hung up. And then I called him. And I said, Bob, this is Vern. I said, I wanted to. Uh, this is Vernon. I want to, want to find out what's going on. He said, well, kid. He always called me kid. And back then, you know, I wore a hairpiece. And he said, kid. He said, he said, well, I got cancer, and they're going to operate tomorrow about 6 o'clock in the morning. And uh, he said, uh, he said uh, uh, it, it, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, and he talked a little bit. And I said, well, wait till, I said, can I pray for you? He said, that would be great, kid. And he said, in fact, <laughs> he said, I've been praying a lot myself. He said, I gave my heart to the Lord. Found out he got saved in the Baptist church. A Baptist doctor carried him in his Mercedes Benz or whatever, Jaguar or whatever it was, and he got saved that morning. And I, I prayed for him, and I hung up. I called my wife. I said, honey, I said, I said I'm going to get an airplane flight, and I'm going to fly down to Florida and see if I can get down there in time for his surgery. I called my, one of my staff members. I said, you need to take over and preach for me today, tonight because I'm heading out. I called my travel agent. She got me on an airplane flight out of Myrtle Beach. I got there at 6 o'clock exactly down in, uh, uh, down in Lake Worth, Florida, in John F. Kennedy Hospital down in that area. And I walked into the hospital room. I saw his children there, and they said, Uncle Vern, he's back there in the holding area. And so they got me back there, and I walked in into the holding area. He was laying there on the, on the bed ready to operate. Looked up at me. He said, kid, that's a nice wig you got on there. And he started crying. He said, everything's all right. Everything's all right. I prayed for him and I cried. And, I, and, and, and of course, he lived three more years after that. And he went out and telling everybody about what God did for him. He'd meet perfect strangers. He said, let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. This cursor, this swear, this adulterer, this, this drunk, this alcoholic, uh, uh, this addictive personality person. He went out telling people, go, look what the Lord has done for me. I had cancer, but I'm alive and well. Hallelujah. And on my way to heaven. Outrageous trust in God. Outrageous trust in God. My mama, I can't say I had it, but my mama went to the grave with an outrageous trust that someday he would get saved, and he did. That's what God is saying about faith. We have to trust him no matter what. We pray the prayer of faith. We say we pray the prayer of faith, but when it comes down to the point, we doubt. But what we got to do is pray and say, I trust, I trust, I trust, I trust, I trust that you're going to take care of all of it, somebody. Shout glory in this place. Hallelujah. 
I don't know what you're going through, but I do know one thing. My God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above that which I ask or think. Woo! My God, somebody shot glory in this place right now. Would you stand? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Lola Mahosi Karamahayataya. Ida Lola Mahosi Andre Mahosi Karamata. Ure de Bohorayatama. Ia Kohore Kedia. Ida Lola Mohoranda la Mahasi Tremohotaya. Rekele Hosondra Mohoritele Mohosi de Lebocosila Kai. Ikaya ho ho hande hasiatai. For I've seen your prayers. I've seen your tears. I've heard every word that you have said, saith the Lord. I know where you're at. And I know all of your needs. And I say unto thee right now, trust me. For I am working out all things for your good, saith the Lord. I am alive and I know what I am doing. And I'm getting ready to perform a great miracle in you, saith the Lord of hosts. I want you to trust me right now that I am doing what's best for you and for your life. For I am the Lord your God that healeth thee. And I am the Lord, your God, that saves thee. And I am the Lord, your God, that has filled thee. Can I not take care of thee from this time forward, saith the Lord? I can and I will. Believe me, saith the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you, if you would, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if there's anyone here, say, Brother Lamoon, I've been going through something. Only God knows what it is, and maybe a few. But I've been going through something, and I need God's touch in my life. Would you just raise your hand? Yes, 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 yes. I feel the Holy Spirit in this place. I feel the Holy Spirit in this place. Hallelujah. I don't know if you usually do this on Sunday morning or not, but I'd like for you, if you raised your hand and you want God to touch you and and you're ready, you're ready to believe God. You're ready to believe God no matter what. I want you to come up here and stand right now in front of this altar. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Outrageous trust is what we have when we build an ark hundreds of miles from a body of water. Outrageous trust compels us to leave home. Outrageous trust sends us into the valley of Eli to face Goliath. Outrageous trust calls out Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth. Hallelujah. I'd like for you, your altar workers or prayer warriors, gather around them right now. Would you right now in Jesus' name? Some of you that believe God with me, come on. Come on. I love you. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, would you lay your hand on them right now? And you that are up here, I want you to just raise your hands towards heaven and say, Lord, I believe. Whatever your need is, just present it to him and say, I believe. And I trust you for the answer. I trust you for the answer right now. Lord God, I trust you for the answer right now. Oh, God. Oh, God, right now. We trust you for the answer right now, Lord. We trust you for the answer right now. All things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are the called according to his purpose. We trust you, Lord, right now. Completely, Lord. God, we trust you right now. We trust you right now, Lord. We trust you, Lord, right now.